You mean to tell me that Buddy Robinson is a real-life boy? I guess when you wish upon a star, all your dreams can come true. You're Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a new week of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And thank you for making Locked on Ducks your first listen of the day or your last listen of the night. In either case, thank you for continuing to tune in to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. As a reminder, this show is free and available across all platforms where you get your podcasts, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, etc., etc., etc. Oh, Twitter. My Twitter handle is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. That's right. We're talking about the Anaheim Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks hockey team, not the Oregon Ducks basketball team, which is apparently back. So good to see Locked On Oregon Ducks back, I guess, except now I'm going to get some college fans here. So if you're looking for college action, I'll give you college action at least once a month because there are some college hockey prospects out there. I will be talking about those, but in general, this will be about Anaheim Ducks hockey. Okay, the Ducks kind of had a fun weekend with some great goaltending, not entirely by John Gibson. Let me explain. On Saturday's game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, who, by the way, debuted or re-debuted their quote-unquote third jersey. Yeah, it's an old jersey. It's basically a rehashing of their jersey from the mid-90s, where it had Pittsburgh and Diagonal wordmark, and it was in black. The only difference, no RoboPen. So there's your jersey news of the weekend. But nonetheless, it was also a homecoming for John Gibson, who is a Pittsburgh native. Gibby was glad to be back home, and for most of the game, he played like he was happy to be back home. Except for the first period, The one goal that eluded him. And this one, maybe he wants back. Maybe he doesn't. It was a tough one. Brock McGinn got his seventh of the season. It was 1-0 very early in the game. And after that, guess what? The Casey DeSmith show reared its head for the first time in a couple of seasons. Casey DeSmith hasn't had this kind of performance in a very, very long time. Maybe he's back all of a sudden? Who knows? But... Anyway, Casey DeSmith was challenged on this game. He had 32, sorry, 33 shots against him, and he saved all 33. That's basically what this game came down to. It was the Casey DeSmith show, but also a big story on this one. John Gibson had to leave the game after the second period due to a lower body injury. Now, he did skate off under his own power, and he did look a little bit shaky at the end of that second period, but overall, it didn't look like it was anything too serious, just that it was a lower body injury. So in comes Anthony Stolarz, and Stoli the goalie was definitely challenged in that third period. Gibby only saw 16 shots in the first 40 minutes. Anthony Stolarz saw almost that much in less than 20 minutes. He saw 13 shots and he stopped all 13 of them. The Ducks had plenty of high danger chances. This may have been one of their better games 
as far as getting the puck in the zone. But this was also one of their better efforts defensively. Save for that one goal in the first period, the Ducks had some very good lockdown defense. I got to give props to Jamie Drysdale on this game. I thought Drysdale played an excellent game. And so did, I mean, Manson had a pretty decent game. Fowler had a pretty decent game. But I got to give it up really to Drysdale on this one. And also give credit to Hampus Lindholm, who did a great job creating a couple of turnovers, blocking a couple of shots, and not being afraid to get into those dirty areas. He seemed like he was more in tune to doing that on Saturday night. So that notwithstanding, the Ducks only gave up the one goal. But they just could not solve Casey DeSmith. Yeah, there was a post from Yeah, there was a post there. There was also some fantastic acrobatic goaltending. Casey DeSmith, that that was his game. That was the Casey DeSmith game. And go with me on this, Ducks fans. This may have been the best goaltending performance Anaheim has seen all season long. In fact, this was the first time all season that the Ducks were shut out. It took 29 games for the Ducks to get shut out in that season. It took the Ducks way less games than that the previous two seasons. So for the Ducks to be shut out after 29 games, that's not bad. You just got to tip your cap to the goaltender. It was a one nothing final after all that. Yeah, Casey DeSmith, it was his show. And then it was the Troy Terry show on Sunday. But it was also... The Charles Buddy Robinson game. Because it was his first goal of the season. This is a guy that hasn't had a whole lot of NHL games under his belt. He played with the Stockton Heat for a long time. In fact, Buddy Robinson was teammates with the St. Louis Blues goaltender for the night. John Gillies, who spent a long time with the Stockton Heat. He was in goal. And I'll talk more about him in a second. But just to quickly recap this game, Buddy Robinson scored his first. Then Oscar Sundquist scored against Stoli, making it 1-1. Nathan Walker had a blistering shot from beyond the point. No, it was it was in the point. It was within the point. So it was 2-1 St. Louis. And then Troy Terry worked his magic, a nifty little backhand to make it a 2-2 tie. And then we go to overtime. Overtime is where things got really interesting. The Ducks did play their game of we keep the puck, we control it, we do not give it back and tire out your defense. They're very good at this. It came into fruition with about a minute left in overtime as finally Troy Terry had a very great breakaway chance and what would happen? He would not score on the breakaway. However, Scott Perunovic hooked him from behind on the breakaway, and that resulted in an easy penalty shot. So here you had the game on his stick. Troy Terry against John Gillies, one-on-one. Not often we have penalty shots going to overtime, but here we are. Troy Terry went in deep and scored, believe it or not, the game-winning overtime goal. The Ducks... Finished the road trip on a very high note against St. Louis, beating them 3-2. And St. Louis was singing the blues on that one. Yeah, they'll be singing the blues after this brief intermission. But just very quickly, Troy Terry. 
becomes the 18th player in NHL history to score a game-winning goal in overtime on a penalty shot. So I'm going to do a little bit of trivia here to the break. So when we come back, I will give the answer to the following trivia question. The Anaheim Ducks have the record for three players who have had overtime game-winning goals from a penalty shot. Troy Terry's one of them. Can you name the other two? I'll reveal the answer after this brief word from DirecTV Stream. I'll tell you a great and simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. No silly four-year deals here. Uh Uh-uh. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. After this brief intermission, I'll reveal the answer to that trivia question. We'll get to that on the other side. There are blues that you get from worry. There are blues that you get from pain. And there are blues when you're lonely. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and these are the Mad Hat Hucksters, and they're talking about the blues i i love these songs i always love these interstitial songs you know they are a san diego based band i have san diego goals thursday so it's always great to have the mad hat hucksters sing their blues all right so i gave this question before the first intermission the ducks have the team record or have the league record rather with three players that have scored a game-winning overtime goal in a penalty shot Troy Terry's one of them. The other two Ducks that have scored in overtime with a penalty shot are Bobby Ryan, March 2nd, 2011. That's 10 years ago. Bobby Ryan against Jimmy Howard. And the other player got to go all the way back to March 22nd, 2006. Jonathan Hedstrom. Remember Jonathan Hedstrom with the Mighty Ducks? And here's a weird one. He scored that one against Peter Budai. Yes, the same Peter Budai who later played for the Ontario Reign, the Los Angeles Kings. Yes, that Peter Budai who was just starting off in the National Hockey League at the time he was playing with the Colorado Avs. So once again, your three players, Jonathan Hedstrom, Bobby Ryan, and now Troy Terry. And by the way, This was the first time that we had a game-winning overtime goal from a penalty shot since January 2020. Guess who scored that goal? None other than Jack Eichel. So that was the last player to score a game-winner on a penalty shot. That was Jack Eichel. And Troy Terry is now on that prestigious list of 18 players. 
and that also includes guys like William Nylander. Ben Hutton is also on this list, a former Duck there. Andy Green is on that list. How about Philip Forsberg? He's also on that list. And someone else that's kind of an old school one, Francis Caberly against Thomas Vokun. Hoo <laughs> boy. That is a long time ago. And someone else that was a long time ago. Remember David Legwand? This was back in 2000. So yeah, not that many guys on that list, but three Anaheim Ducks. I think that's really cool. And by the way, speaking of one of those Ducks that I mentioned, Bobby Ryan, don't worry. He's not retiring. Despite the confusing tweets, he's not retiring. Don't worry about that. But back to the goaltenders. I talked about Jimmy Howard and Peter Budai, both of whom have played in the AHL. Peter Budai especially had a long time in the AHL. And then John Gillies. John Gillies has seen most of these players before, and I had to do a little bit of research. John Gillies has faced off against more than half of the current Ducks roster. I mentioned these statistics. So going from 2015 to 2020, John Gillies has played in 27 games against the San Diego Goals, a record of 13-8-4, a save percentage of 907. He stopped 735 shots out of 810. He allowed 75 goals and a goals against average of 2.90. So he averaged around three goals per game against the San Diego goals. Well, hey, there it is. He gave up three goals to former San Diego goals, Troy Terry and Charles Buddy Robinson. So there's some fun stats to take with you to the water cooler on this fine day. Yeah, John Gillies, he had he had a pretty decent game. Was one of them probably could have been saved? Yeah, no, they were good goals. Especially that penalty shot. That was just a filthy, sick backhand fake out goal. Troy Terry is simply, simply impressive. I love watching this guy play left and right. He's been one of the, if not the biggest surprises of the National Hockey League. And now we're starting to hear some rumblings. Should he be in consideration for the Hart Trophy? Um, I would say he's at least in consideration. I don't think he would win it this season because there's a couple guys from Edmonton who would say otherwise. But I think Terry should be in the conversation at least. If nothing else, he should definitely make the All-Star team. Yeah, why the heck not? Troy Terry deserves, if he doesn't go to the Olympics... He should at least make it to the All-Star Game in Las Vegas, Nevada this coming year. Are you kidding me? It feels like a no-brainer. But anyway, back to the two games over the weekend. Uh, My big takeaway was, was that Troy Terry was just incredible. And this is kind of like the segment devoted to Troy Terry because I talked about his penalty shot. The fact that he's the third duck to do it. The fact that he's got... You ready for this? He's got... 17 goals in 30 games. He is on pace. (laughs) He's on pace to have 47 goals. 47 to 48 goals this season. Could he possibly get to 50 goals? That's going to be very tough. 40 goals I could see happen for the Anaheim Ducks this season. 50, that's going to be lofty. 
one thing that is in his favor is Ryan Getzloff is back. Troy Terry has his line mate back, and nobody was happier to see Ryan Getzloff than Troy Terry himself. Getze is a vital part of this team, even though they have Sam Steele on the other wing as of right now. Just wait until Adam Henrique comes back, who had a bit of a resurgence himself. Troy Terry feasts off of the playmaking ability and kind of the creativity of Adam Henrique. And he also embraces the passing ability of Ryan Getzloff. So Troy Terry in that line, if both Henrique and Getze are healthy for the rest of the season, then why not? Why shouldn't Terry get to 50 goals this season? This season. All right, we're going to head into the quick second intermission. But first, let's talk about everybody's favorite protein bar, Built Bar. Yeah, they come in 18 fantastic flavors covered in a chocolate fondue. Do, 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 do. That is right. <sighs> Why not try some of these amazing flavors like cookies and cream, cherry barcia. There's also coconut brownie. Or, hey, maybe try a Built Puff that come in several flavors like churro puff you have the lemon cheesecake puff, the ruby chocolate puff. The one that I'm digging is the white chocolate cheesecake. They are all fantastic flavors. So head over to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And this is also brought to you by Bet Online.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. And hey, basketball is happening right now. Steph Curry could break. No, I shouldn't say could. He will break the three-point record this week. So that'll be fun to watch. You also have the NHL. You have football. You have boxing. You have the UFC, among many other sports. But definitely check out the NHL lines at betonline.ag. And hey, use promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that's Bet Online, where the game starts. And please gamble responsibly. All right, so I talked a little bit about the Ducks, you know, doing well on this road trip. They just went through a five-game road trip in seven days. That's why it felt like there was so much hockey recently. They got seven points in those games. If you guys are loyal listeners, you might recall that on Friday, I said the Ducks would be okay with five. They'd be happy with six. They'd be very happy with six. Seven, they'd be thrilled. The Ducks should be absolutely thrilled that they got seven points on this road trip. Three, one, and one. I Okay, I would have been happy with six. Once it got to overtime at St. Louis, I said, you know what? This is fine. Win or lose, this is fine. Because if you can get out of here with six points out of a possible ten on this road trip, that would have been fine. But to get seven, that just feels like a much bigger accomplishment than I think even the Ducks set out on this tough five-game trip. And to have two back-to-backs on this trip, two of them, and win on the last game of the road trip, that shows determination That shows courage. 
That shows integrity. That shows what this team is made of. These Ducks are for real. They could be a playoff team. I think they will be a playoff team. And in fact, the Ducks are in first place. Let me repeat that. The Ducks are in first place in the Pacific Division. And in fact, they will remain in first place in the Pacific at least to the end of the week because we did have this breaking news earlier today that the Calgary Flames games for the next week are going to be postponed because multiple players unfortunately contracted COVID. Even though they are all vaccinated, there is still a bit of a breakout as far as COVID is concerned. Uh, Here is what the league said earlier today. Quote, The NHL announced today that as a result of six Flames players and one staff member entering the NHL's COVID protocol within a 24-hour period, concern with continued spread and the likelihood of additional positive cases in the coming days. The team's games will be postponed at least through Thursday, December 16th. The decision was made following consultation by the NHL's, the NHLPA's, and club's medical groups. End quote. So that is until at least December the 16th. As far as games coming up for the Calgary Flames, here's what they got. They had their game postponed, or they have their game postponed Monday against the Blackhawks, and that sucks because that was the only game of the night. That was it. It was going to be Fleury's night. It was supposed to be a celebration of Marc-Andre Fleury's 500th career victory. By the way, congrats to Marc-Andre Fleury. So that game is postponed. The Flames game on Tuesday against the Predators is also postponed. They should be back over the weekend because the last game that's postponed is Thursday's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So three tough games that Calgary is going to have to make up later this season. And Calgary's already kind of fallen behind as far as games played. Right now, here's a quick look at the standings. Anaheim has 37 points. They've played 30 games. Calgary's at 36 points over 28 games. Calgary will remain behind at 36 for the rest of the week. So they cannot catch Anaheim. And then behind Calgary and Anaheim, Edmonton and Vegas at 32 points apiece. So at least to the end of the week, Anaheim will be in first place. I bet you didn't see that coming, did you? No, most people didn't. They didn't see that coming. But nonetheless, here we are, the Anaheim Ducks first place. And I'm going to say this over and over again. The first place Anaheim Ducks are going to remain the first place Anaheim Ducks for the rest of this week. That feels good to say, doesn't it, folks? That really does. And looking at games coming up, they have the Seattle Kraken and they have the Arizona Coyotes coming up. There's no reason that the Ducks shouldn't win both of those games, especially with the Ducks getting a couple of days off finally. So we'll see how those games go later on this week. Uh, That's going to wrap it up for today's podcast. We're going to keep this one a little bit shorter than usual. But tomorrow, Tuesday... I know this was delayed last week. It's delayed again this week, but I'm going to do it tomorrow. The three stars of last week, and there were five games. And that's the other reason why I did not do three stars on this podcast is because I feel like 
I need another day to actually think about who I would choose as the Anaheim Ducks three stars of the week. Because there's a lot of games to parse through, a lot to kind of go over, and I just want to make a good decision on that. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. You could hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to follow me on Twitter, my personal Twitter is at StimpyJD, as in Ren and Stimpy, as in that terrible show that your parents probably didn't like you watching. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And finally, if you want to drop me a line, you could do so. The email address is LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued listens. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a fantastic rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks fly together.